Welcome to another episode of the Word of God by M. In this episode, we are going to talk about one of the most mentioned topics in Christianity, but at the same time, one of the least understood topics by Christians. We're going to talk about prayer. In order to understand prayer from Jesus' perspective, we are going to take a moment to study the Gospel of Matthew, specifically chapter 6. Here, we find ourselves in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, from Matthew 6.5 to Matthew 6.15. Jesus takes it upon himself to give us all the necessary instructions to be successful in our prayers. Matthew 6, verses 5 to 8. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. The first thing that Jesus warns us in verse 5 is that we should avoid at all cost making a show or a spectacle of prayers. Nowadays, it is very common to see Christian churches where what is done is a show that only seeks to promote emotional ecstasy instead of spiritual success. Jesus firmly calls hypocrites those who thought their supposed prayer seek to reflect an image of holiness or spiritually. You must understand that praying is talking to God is neither more nor less than that. And that is why it should be very clear to us that this dialogue should be the fruit of our love and need for God. And it should not be a string of uncontrolled emotions. Jesus doesn't reproach praying in public. Instead, he reproaches the motives behind wanting to turn prayer into a public spectacle that seeks to impress other people instead of focusing on growing closer to God. Praying is having a coherent dialogue with God. It is pouring out your heart in His presence, as shown in Psalm 130, verse 2. Lord, Hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy.
It is not length or eloquence of your prayer that will move God to answer you, but rather the fact that you are seeking His will. Following Jesus' instructions on prayer, let's remember what Matthew 6, 6 says. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Jesus does not seek religious people. He wants people willing to live their lives in the light of his teachings. Lives that impact the world and awaken others to desire to follow Christ. That is why the most precious time you can spend with God is in the solitude of your room where only God's eyes are looking at you. That time that you spend or will spend alone with Him will be rewarded in public through a life that reflects the character of Christ. It is important to understand that we do not pray in order to inform God about our needs. We pray so that we can pinpoint those needs to us and value them and weigh them in the light of God's word and can confirm before him our deep need to seek and love him as well as renounce any self-sufficiency and misplaced confidence in ourselves. We are now going to enter one of the most important aspects to be considered when you pray. And for this, we are going to once again look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Jesus is very clear. He never meant for prayer to be a repetitive ritual. Therefore, we must remember that to pray is to have a real conversation with God. There is no purpose in mechanically repeating the same exact prayer to God 20 times in the morning, at noon, and at night. Repetitions are the fruit of tradition and religiosity, because through the study of the Bible, you will never find Christ repeating any prayer over and over. Later in the Gospel of Mark chapter 7, Jesus clearly tells us that man has put aside the Word of God by plunging to tradition. His exact words were, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. When later, on 
Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us, when you pray, do so, and then proceeds to pray what we now know as the Lord's Prayer, it is clear that he is giving us the guidelines to properly structure our prayers, not something to mindlessly repeat over and over. The Lord's Prayer is a guide that contains everything we need to know, everything we need to understand about how to properly pray, from the principles and values that we should implement as Christians to asking for the daily provisions that we need to be sustained as human beings. All the different aspects that our prayer should contain are embodied in the Lord's Prayer. As believers, we are called to have faith, and certainly that God hears our prayers and that He answers them according to His will. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask Him. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 also says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So we could continue quoting verses that will confirm the way God listens to those who pray to Him. We must pray not to convince Him, but ourselves. In this way, our heart will be in tune with God and our faith will be strengthened. The best arguments that we can use in our daily prayers are all those that God revealed to us in His Word and that refer to His very character. Some of these passages can be found in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 24, or in Exodus, chapter 32, verses 11 to 14. Do not forget, when we pray, we are taking the next step towards where the grace of God will guide us in response to what we ask. If we ask God to teach us to forgive, the next step will be to know and appropriate the love of Christ, which will not only cause you to forgive and forget the offense committed against you, but will also lead you to love the person who wronged you and allow you to share this victory in your life with others around you. Praying is a spiritual exercise through which you will confirm your relationship with God. Every opportunity you have, pray. Trust Him with all your needs and concerns. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 says, 
do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a precious promise God has given us. Let us pray that we are able to trust Him with our problems, worries, desires, and believe that He will guard our hearts. I want to invite you to get closer to God, to talk to Him as many times as you want, and to tell Him about your struggles and your daily battles. Pray for faithfulness, faithfulness to God, faithfulness to your spouse, to your children, to your work, to your country. Pray for gratitude. Give thanks for your food and blessings each day. And make sure to thank Him for each and every day that He gives you. Whatever your situation is today, whatever you're facing, put it in God's hands through prayer. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Word of God by M. Share this episode with your family and friends, and don't forget to share your thoughts with us through Instagram at the Word of God by M, and send us your questions or comments by email at the Word of God by M at gmail.com. Have a blessed day.